Hello and welcome back to the No Limits podcast with Rick. Hope you're having a great day so far. Hope you enjoyed the previous podcast with Austin Stout. I got a lot of great feedback from that one and he's absolutely a wealth of knowledge. Uh, looking forward to getting in some more guests on the podcast. So if you're sick of hearing my voice, hopefully not. We will have some more guests coming on. And if there's ever anything that you would like specifically covered in relation to mindset, you know, training, nutrition, habits, routines, just let us know. I'm always happy to take advice on board. And of course, the goal with this podcast is to help you bring some entertainment enjoyment and of course help you learn some more as well. And hopefully, you know, every podcast you listen to, you get at least one takeaway that you can apply, you can put into practice and and reap the rewards from it. And that's essentially the goal here. Like if I can just provide one key insight that can help you level up your progress physically, mentally, spiritually, even though I, yeah, actually I do speak a bit about hippie vibes, but I hope you get value. That's the main thing. So heading into today's podcast, I'm going to be discussing something that was on my mind quite a lot last night and this morning. Um, I've went to client of mine, Laurie and Michael, a friend of mine, uh, engagement last night. And it was really cool because this was like the first time I've been like in a social setting with a lot of my friends um, in probably over a year, I think. And in past, I used to more often than not avoid these events. And I used to, you know, just find an excuse to stay home and, and, you know, find a reason not to put myself in uncomfortable situations as in past, as I've discussed, like, um, you know, transitioning away from being a bit of a degenerate in my lifestyle choices um, and struggling with, you know, the ability and confidence in saying no, um, that would often result in me making decisions that I would later regret. And being able to go into that setting after some time away and just see the growth, um, not only from myself, but so many of my mates, like, and the taking our own paths, I've noticed is a huge thing. And that was what I want to cover today in this podcast is the importance of just going against the grain of what's normal. Now, probably the first thing to start off here is like, I get it for sure. Like in human nature, we want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we're part of a group. And we there is this almost perception that if we go with the group, we're not going to experience as much vulnerability. Like even something as simple as like when I started personal training and I had to get out on social media more, like I joke about it still to this day, but I definitely don't mean it as much as I did back then, but I used to say things like, I wish like I didn't have to post on social media. And essentially, you know, I didn't, especially as like an in-person PT, you know, your potential clients are on the gym floor. And if, if you're an online coach, then of course, like you, if you're an online coach and you don't have an online presence, like, well, you're bloody holding yourself back quite a lot. And I used to have like a huge fear every post I put out and I would just, not back myself because I've got so much evidence from my own personal progress and being able to help clients early days to, and even like early days, shout out like friends and family that allowed me to <laughs> take control of their nutrition and training. 
and I still felt that resistance and that fear of like, I'm going to seem like an outsider here. No one's going to listen to me. Why would I, you know, post this stuff? And I would often like try over, <coughs> sorry, try over estimate like what I was saying in a way that I would basically just look over like people much smarter than me, still much smarter than me, um, like Lane Norton. Um, and I would look over his, his website um, I would buy a membership so I could read his articles so I could get better at the terminology of how to make myself sound super, super smart. And then, yeah, that, that may have worked, but at the end of the day, that wasn't truly, truly me. But early days, you know, with any endeavor, we want to, well, you want to try shit out, see what works, and eventually you get, get your feel for things. And, you know, now on my social media, it's a lot more myself a lot more me sharing my caffeine addiction, me being weird, putting salt in my coffee and sharing a lot more of like my journey. And, and ha I don't have that like fear anymore of like, oh, I'm going to feel like an outsider. Cause oftentimes when I show my weird stuff, it's, it's more relatable. And I think that's something that social media can almost like create this illusion that we're, none of us have weird stuff we do. And we, we all do. So I find the group think can be like this pre-programmed thing that we have from early days. And potentially this is something like we get from school, like you got the in-group, the out-group, whatever. And when you like get that moment to like hang around the cool kids and it can be feel, it can feel like, oh, I've made it, very empowering. Or, you know, in your workplace, I remember as an apprentice, like I felt like an outsider with the boys. And then when I started being a bit of a rebellion and having cool stories from my weekends, being an idiot, um, I felt like I belonged more. So then I would keep doing that because I thought, well, I'm not going to be vulnerable if I, you know, do what the norm is, uh, for example. But eventually, we're, one thing I consider is like we're all so unique and we all have, I don't want to say like destiny because I like to think we have control with the decisions we make, but we all have destiny to be much greater than, you know, the you know average Joe. And oftentimes for us to get to another level that is further away from what just average is, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that usually comes with going against the grain a little bit. I talk a lot about the importance of solitude and how much that can be a superpower for growth. Solitude is something that is very uncomfortable and it seems weird and it, it does make sense because us humans are like very social creatures like that's one thing that i love about the gym especially being back in australia for a bit now and like being able to see so many people that i've spoken to over social media and then you know seeing clients in friends it's awesome but oftentimes like that what's brought that community together is because i went against the grain i didn't just do the norm which the norm could be any perception right where for me personally it was like I remember when I was younger, I was like thinking like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? Like I wasn't the smartest kid. I was a little shit at school, kicked out of two schools, not going down the right path. And I thought, well, my only option is either an office job or uh, be a tradie. My family had a family business, but my dad specifically told me, no, you need to do what you want to do. I don't want you relying on the family business. So that was what I thought. So I thought, all right, I chose trading. That's it. That's me for life. But as we grow, as we get older, as we, you know, gain more confidence in our, you know, own path, our own direction, we tend to, you know, 
build on that going against the grain. And eventually, well, at the start, you get that resistance. And it's a real thing. Like maybe you've experienced this, like if you, if you look back to your, like your first ever you know, time that you said, that's it, I'm going to get my physique to the best it's ever looked. And usually that first push is going to be your hardest one. That's going to be what's really going to test you because it's, it's all new. It's all things you haven't experienced before. And oftentimes you might question like, is this normal? Should I be feeling this hungry? Should, it, should I be waking up, you know, in the middle, like really early, like super wide because of like my cortisol response and, you know, experiencing hunger to the point where you want to chew your arm off at, you know, the later stages of fat loss phase. And that unknown can be feel very daunting. But as you do continue to push through it, it gets easier and easier. It's kind of like, uh, let's say, not that I do it. And if you're a client of mine, probably not something you do unless you're a competitor or specifically ask me to do it. Um, like cardio, for example. Now, of course, I recommend going with a steps goal. And then for some clients, actually, that aren't even competitors that are in like a build phase, I recommend doing some cardio from overall cardiovascular health, fitness standpoint, but that's a whole nother podcast. So like, I'm sure you've had some something whether you've gone for a run, which seems to be a big thing at the moment, which is really cool. Um, not that I'm getting amongst it, um, or like doing cardio or even just like reading a book. And at the start, you get that resistance and you're almost like want to do all these other things that all of a sudden are important that weren't important five minutes ago. But then once you get like 15 minutes into that book or, you know, 20 minutes into your, your incline treadmill walk or your stationary bike, you sort of get into a flow. It gets easier and gets easier. So when going against the grain and deciding that you're going to take control of your life and you're not going to let, you know, just the norm hold you back, it's going to feel super uncomfortable at first. But something I find helps me is, you know, what is normal? This is probably a bit of a bit of a hard one to understand. But like, you know, when you're walking around, if you're in like, you know, a location that's got a lot of people, whether at a local shopping center or if you're in the city, whatever, like look around and see like the shape most people are in. Now, of course, this is coming from me as a coach and, and maybe, you know, putting a bit more emphasis on the physical and understand like not everyone cares about the fitness, but like, of course, you'll be a much, much more well, well-rounded healthy, confident, empowered individual if you took your fitness seriously. And the way you look essentially is your, you know, representation of, of a lot. Like there is a lot of respect, you know, the, the nod you give to another uh, gym guy that you notice in the street because you got that respect because you understand that like this is required sacrifice, this is required hard work and going against the grain. So if you do do this and next time you're in a public place or in the city and you look around to others, it's like, what is normal? Like most people aren't in great shape. Most people got a big belly. Most people probably don't feel like they're very control in, in a lot of control of their life. They're probably constantly stressed, constantly just worrying about the future, not feeling great, got poor sleep, got low energy, got a caffeine addiction. Yes, I'm in that category, so I'm not exempt here. But most things that are normal, like, yeah, you get that empowering feeling of the group thing. But are you actually living up to your true potential? And the stick to it muscle going against the grain, doing what's maybe not normal, like, you know, going out for a meal with your mates and then picking something that, you know, is maybe a bit leaner in the protein source or, you know, instead of getting, you know, 
full beers, you just get like vodka lime sodas or, or you just don't drink. Like those things really do shine out. Like, um, you know, it was wraps that I didn't have to put up with it last night. And I think it's taken time. It's definitely taken time. But last night, like went out um, for the engagement, like wasn't drinking. I think it's, I don't even know, to be honest. I think it's been over two years since my last drink, maybe three. Um, and like I've mentioned in past podcasts, I don't have anything against alcohol. Just for me personally, like I want to feel good all the time. And I find when I don't drink, I feel much better. And being in those social events, I find it's, it's almost like a training session and I almost like to look at life like it's progressive overload, constantly driving a new stimulus for growth in all areas, not just the gym. We know that if we always lift the same weights in the gym for the same reps, we're going to stay the same. And I like to always drive for that progression in the gym and I always like to drive for that progression in life. And I would say instead of thinking like, oh no, I'm going to cop these comments, oh no, like I'm going to feel like an outsider, view it as a challenge to like practice the skill of progressively overloading your social skills because no doubt like alcohol can help like lubricate things and you know get you out of your your shell a little bit like when i was younger i definitely leveraged that 100 because when i was younger i didn't have social skills to save my life but then if i was the you know kid that took it too far it was funny stories about me and then i you know stayed on that but you can switch your identity because that was something that I struggled with because I built that identity as the guy that's going to, you know, take it too far, do some silly things and create some funny stories. Like, I remember there was some nights, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but back in the day, our boys, we used to have a group and we would get a, a medal based on who was like the most valuable player on a night out. And we used to go on in Melbourne, we'd go to like Brunswick and there was a pub called Penny Black and... We used to do like pub crawls and then my identity was like, I want to win this. I want to be the most valuable player. Now the metrics of success weren't exactly what you would want them to be. Um, it's not like who had the best night, who had the best conversation, who brought the best energy. It was pretty much like who got fucked up the most. And there was one night where like I got to the point where I was literally like crying. I didn't know why. And then one of my mates tried to wake me up and I started throwing hooks at him just no idea what was going on. They were getting a cab home and I said, no, I'm not going. And yeah, so that's a little bit of why I, I like to view it now as a challenge because I've gone from that to now being able to go to a, a social setting where most people are drinking and, and I'm super confident, super fine to be in that scenario and not drink. And it's a skill. You'll get better at it. And I've seen this with clients so often. My clients may set a goal of like this month, I'm not going to go out. Not only do I see their whole like physique just transform more than it has in past, but also like just their confidence in themselves and their ability to do hard things. Because we know anything that's rewarding is going to come with some discomfort. And there's no doubt that like being in a social setting and not drinking where everyone else is can be uncomfortable, but it's progressive overload for life. And by going against that grain, you also inspire others to do the same. And I could relate to so, to so many of my mates last night who were like, on a different journey now like a lot of them were like just like yeah i'm just gonna have one two drinks and and i'm good and a lot of them are, are shifting more of their emphasis to fitness and you know going against the grain doing things like marathons now like i mentioned running is not my forte um so if you're not a client you're looking for me for a running coach or, or something like that definitely not me um but yeah so sometimes 
it can feel uncomfortable going against the group. It can feel uncomfortable going against what's normal. But it's always important to remind yourself that one of the most empowering th- feelings in life is doing what you want to do that you know f- makes you feel great regardless of what others think. Like even, and I, I don't want this to come across like I'm blowing smoke up my ass, but more so just like this is just a reflection of me because I was such a go with the group, do what's normal, don't embarrass yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, anything that seems embarrassing, it's more embarrassing in your mind than it is in reality. And, like, I went to Andrew Huberman with a a seminar with a a client of mine, Victoria, and I think I was probably the only person there that brought my own meal with me. I didn't even eat it. I waited till the end because I didn't want to seem rude. Um, But even that, like, it was empowering because I don't care because I know in past I would have felt like, you know, I was going to get judged here, so it doesn't even cross my mind. So going against the grain can just set you free from so many limitations that you place on yourself that from what you know others' perceptions might um, contribute towards your decisions. But at the end of the day, it's our life. It's our decisions. And I think one of the strongest things we can do is be someone of our word. If you say to yourself, like, this week I'm going to, you know, prep all my meals ahead of time. I'm going to eat these meals. And yeah, life will throw obstacles your way. It might not go exactly to plan. But by doing the best you can to stick to your word, you build that confidence. And, you know, most people don't prepare their meals ahead of time. And they just wing their nutrition. And then they end up feeling, you know, crappy because then they just end up eating takeout all the time and have no system or flow. And then they end up getting to the point where, the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And essentially going against the grain is just forward momentum on that embracing change because life is change. I'm sure you've realized that. Like if we resist change, we stay the same. So going against the grain is an unreal way to unlock that potential and you get better at it. You keep, keep improving. And one thing that I always like, to think about too is like the importance of like who you surround yourself with because when you do start to you know you set a you know physique based goal or or whatever and you do start to stick to your word a bit more you do start to do things that you maybe wouldn't have done in past you might get some kickback from your mates or your family and it can be tough no doubt but oftentimes that's just projections of them seeing you doing something that they currently cannot do or it just shines a light on maybe their, you know, f- acceptance of themselves in past and thinking that they have no control over, you know, changing their life. And that might come with some comments. And I promise you, if you just stick to your guns, it'll get easier and the comments will go away and you'll form that identity as someone that does what they do and no one else can change their mind. And that is such a powerful feeling for yourself and those around you too. Now, of course, I don't want to come across like, you know, just fuck everyone, do what you want to do. And even though like I I do, if that's what you want to do, absolutely. I'm a little bit like that. (laughs) But uh, something that I consider is a principle that I like to live my life by and find this helps immensely with clients because oftentimes 
it can feel like, especially like if a new client's come on and they're, you know, just like this is the first time they've got into the gym or the first time they're going to, you know, take their nutrition seriously. And everything flows amazingly for the first like four weeks. And then something happens. They get called last second from their boss and they you know go to a job site that's an hour away and they say, we're going to have to stay here all week. And then it's a little bit more challenging for them and maybe they're, you know, struggle to stay on plan with their nutrition of course that's my goal my job to help them navigate that of course i would if the question was brought up and i knew that um but the principle i like to consider and something that i would recommend for all habits that you want to build all routines you want to build like yeah i post about my morning routine and staring at the sun getting my steps in and things like that and yes I can say, honestly, I've done it every morning for probably the past two years, but I'm under the, the idea that if I don't do it one morning, it's not the end of the world. And like I mentioned with the going against the grain side of things and going against the norm and you know putting yourself in positions to be different from, from the, the norm, um, whatever that is, there's going to be some discomfort and resistance along the way. So the principle I like to consider is don't miss twice. And also the importance of knowing when to say no. Because I think saying no is such a powerful thing. Because life is, is stressful. We're like we're all super busy. Like no one is not under the pump with work and you know, at the age now, twenty-eight, you know, a lot of my mates are getting houses and, you know, got kids on the way and you know, marriages and things like that. And it can feel like we're just, you know, strapped for time. And one of the best things is is knowing when to say no. Um, you know, and like you don't have to say yes to everything. Even if a friend asks you, one thing that you know grinds my gears is if someone says something like, oh, let's train this day. And I'll be like, yeah, done. And they'll be like, all right, I'll let you know. And then I'm just waiting around for the confirmation. And they, you know, last second say, oh, no, sorry, you can't. So own your decisions, first off. Sorry, I had to throw that in. But also, if you can't do something, just say no. If it's going to cause you stress, say no. And oftentimes... Even if someone doesn't respect that, that's cool because that's on them. That's not on you. And the don't miss twice thing is like you could carry this over to every other you know thing in life. Maybe you set a goal like I'm not going to watch Netflix before bed. And one night you watch Netflix before bed. Awesome. No worries. Maybe you're going to feel a bit sleep deprived the next day, looking at screens before bed. And then you wake up the next day and it's like, sweet, I just won't miss twice. And then over time as everything it's like what we do most of the time not every so often is what dictates the results that we do achieve but also who we become and that's something i think is much more valuable measuring success is like the actions we take not the outcomes we get if we're doing the actions consistently that lead to the outcomes that's where we should put our value because if we just focus on the outcomes you know we only really enjoy things when the outcomes come but if we focus our markers of success on the way we apply ourselves we get to basically win every day um, and then those days we don't win we just do the best we can to not miss twice and over time that will compound and your progress will be absolutely phenomenal in comparison to the perfectionist mindset where if one thing goes wrong then it's like everything goes wrong we want to keep that growth mindset not that fixed mindset when things don't go to plan i've talked about it at length on these podcasts you know see what you could learn from that situation see what you could do to potentially limit the likelihood of those things occurring in future so like mentioned at the start 
I hope you have got some value, one key takeaway from this podcast that you can use to your advantage. Something that I would maybe recommend trying over the coming week. Try to do something against the grain this week and see how it goes. Whether that be, you know, if you're single, you see an attractive girl or guy at the gym or whatever, somewhere in the street, go up to them and talk to them. Because most people wouldn't do that. Most people wouldn't just strike up a conversation with someone they, you know, find attractive or, you know, potentially want to go on a date with, you know, ask them out for a coffee or an ice cream or something. Or, you know, if you're someone that, you know, was like me in past that couldn't go to an event without alcohol, maybe try going to an event and not drink. And something I like to do is I'll just get soda water, ice and lime. Looks like I'm drinking a vodka lime soda, but it's just water. And to practice the skill of, of your social skills when you're not using alcohol to your advantage. Or it could be if you're someone that whenever you go out to a restaurant meal, you default to what everyone else orders. And they might not be in similar positions as you with their goals. They might not care as much about their health and fitness and their physique or how they feel. Um, where instead of you know just going with the group, maybe keeping it simple and asking for something that aligns more with your goals. Like maybe if someone asks you want to go out for dinner, don't just say, yeah, I'm happy to go wherever. Say like where you actually want to go and you know will align with your goals. I'm a bit of an asshole like that. If someone asks me, it's like, yeah, we'll go out for steak. Steak's got to be one of the easiest things to factor in as a meal out. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, meals out, not sure how to go about things. And like, that's another reason why a superpower is embracing the, the resistance and time period and discomfort of learning about nutrition, of you know spending time tracking nutrition, because then you learn like what foods are more calorie dense than others. So then you can look at a menu and you can see like bang, okay, probably not going to go the fifty million ingredient lamb ragu creamy pasta whatever. I'll keep it simple. I'll just go like you know steak. You can't go wrong with a good steak. Squires off best in Melbourne, my opinion. Anyone else got suggestions on best steak? Let me know. And you could just go like steamed veggies on the side. Done deal. So like that might feel uncomfortable, but then you'll probably wake up in the morning and you'll be like, fuck yeah, I feel way better than I did when the boys would get palmers and then I would just get a palmer, even though I don't like palmer because I want to just fit in with the group. So even if it's none of those examples, just aiming to do things that push you a little bit out of your comfort zone, probably go against the grain of like what the group thinks because if there's any key indicator that you're on the path to reaching your full potential, it is going against the norm. It is doing things that are uncomfortable. It's going the, the path of most resistance, not the path of least resistance. And the progress you'll be able to achieve, the confidence you'll be able to build, and you have the ability to do it. Key reminder, you have it all inside of you. The trap I got into in past was just a constant, nonstop, self-development podcasts, self-development books, and I still read them 100%, but I used to like constantly be going through them in the search of like the answer. And I wouldn't actually action whatever was told in those books. So hopefully this podcast and mentioning that is something that's gonna help you push to take that action and push out the comfort zone, go against the grain and reap the rewards. So appreciate you listening in today. As always, if you do have any questions with the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram, rick.nolimits. Also, if you've got any questions or any you know podcast suggestions you want to send through to Ant, 
uh, Coach Anth, anth.ajc on Instagram. And as always, inbox is open. Looking forward to next week's podcast, and I'll speak to you very soon.